0: Harry, stop playing with my ball and please come here and sit next to me. Oh, come on, man. We can, we can play later, okay? I, I can't keep the ball off my feet. I know, you, you always want to play soccer. There's something with that. Like, you always want to be calling your friends and go out and kind of talk, yeah. talk to them, but then start playing, right? Yeah, play. Play! Play! Just play. play. I know, I know. It's good to be back here. Yeah, always good to be back. Talking about what we
1: love, what we know. What we know. Mm. It's kind of rainy right now. It is. It is. And uh, I just want to, before we get you know started, I just want to take the time and uh, you know, I just want to say that I'm excited, man, to be or, coaching with you.
0: Oh.
1: At a Ddy, yes. to Cap YMCA this season. We've talked about it for a few months now, haven't we? Honestly. Yeah. I mean, how how did it really start? I don't exactly know. I mean, I've always been on and off. Like, yeah, I definitely want to coach. Or, eh, maybe not. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, but you said that there was, like, an opening. Or yeah. They were looking for coaches. And you, uh, you said that I could be your assistant, which is what, honestly, I prefer.
0: So uh, I remember you telling me a couple of months ago that you'd rather have an assistant coaching role than yeah. just a head coach. Yeah. That's, I think that
1: just suits me more. And I feel like I can, I can get... Uh, respect better as an assistant coach than as a head coach for me personally. And also because I know that there are other head coaches out there, like you, Mm -hmm. like aspiring head coaches, uh, that I don't want to take their spot. I know they'd be better than me. I'd much rather be their assistant.
0: But you also have have a lot of soccer knowledge to come with your expertise. Talk about tactics. Talk about teaching. You know so much about the game and maybe your personality is not really like you want to not be made a head coach but it fits perfectly with that on the assistant role assistant role I guess I think so and uh, thought about like would be so much fun for us to do this together you know (laughs) know. we've talked about this yeah you know and uh, finally somehow it just happened right like I'm not gonna say it's luck but it feels like almost like we both kind of created this that it kind of happened on its own. Yeah. We kind of both wished for being a coach, coach together, Have this... I'd be the head coach, you be the assistant coach. Yeah, I know. You know <laughs> That's actually and, perfect. And, and now, after a couple of months of wanting it, we are here. And today, later today, we're going to go to our first practice. Yeah, we are.
1: I'm gonna, I already met some of the girls. I yes. met several of them. Uh, there's a lot it's going to be tricky because I just got I got all their names down yeah. and all of their personalities 23. down but that was just like eight or nine right <laughs> but right. that was just like twice as much yeah we like right, had to get totally to. 23 girls <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fun you but 10 it, it's uh was it you that told me or maybe somebody else told me I can't remember but if you if you want something hard enough then maybe not immediately but eventually if you desire something enough eventually it'll come to you yes so, uh, yes like um,
0: especially when it comes when it's more than one or two people that wants it you can co-create oh, yeah. co- yeah. it together and it feels like we are starting a new chapter in our collaboration not only the podcast but also in this soccer yeah. uh, coaching and uh, I'm gonna take it farther okay maybe, maybe maybe I'm getting
1: ahead of myself yeah we're starting a new chapter in Atlanta soccer history with us two coming onto the coaching scene, yeah, this is a yeah. new era. I think this is an era. <laughs> I think
0: you can also say that any 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 friends or teams that are good enough when it comes to being a partners or helping each other, working with each other, that even become brothers. For sure. That's why me and Carrie want to thank all of you that you are back again to listen to the Ozcoach and King Soccer, Soccer Podcast, Podcast Show. show.
2: Colonialism and the policy of racism impose soul-searching questions of human rights, weighing equally on the conscience of all men and nations of goodwill. History amply shows that the freedom enjoyed by the many becomes fragile when the denial, even to the few, of basic human rights is tolerated. Our efforts as free men must be to establish new relationships Devoid of any resentment and hostility Restored to our belief and faith in ourselves as individuals Dealing on the basis of equality with other equally hey, free people News have been paid, sacrifices been made, the foundation laid It's time for us to rise it up, through the years Blood, sweat and tears, the doubts and the fears I know said that we're wise enough to live together as a people and treat each other equal. We're all the children of Jaja. No more divide and conquer. This winner no sponsor, no way. Kinan is a tie,
1: All right, Oz, what happened this
0: weekend? Let's start in England. How about that? Yeah? Yeah. FA Cup? Yeah. FA Cup, a very traditional cup in England that used to be very important. Teams used to come out with the best teams and best squads to challenge for the cup. Over the past years it has kinda I was gonna ask you if you, do you think the prestige of the FA Cup has gone down some? I think they the teams that are actually losing it early on are making it sound like that. But as soon as it's reaching to quarterfinals to semi finals, or yeah. semifinals, you see that these teams are very Start to go for it. they go for it, right? Yeah. Uh, so what teams have we had Kerry? We had uh, um Manchester City play Huddersfield.
1: Yeah, that's there's a shock right there. Uh you could, I don't know if you could say it's the magic of the FA Cup, but it kind of is in a way. What was it? 0-0. Zero, 0-0. Zero. Zero, zero. Uh, H- I think it was at Huddersfield. And uh, look at the the lineups. Huddersfield in the second division. Coached by David Wagner, who's German-American coach. So mm-hmm. for the American coaches, we're rooting for him. Or at least I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, But Huddersfield down in the championship. Manchester City, you know, one of the... Biggest teams. They are. Second
0: place right now in the Premier League. Uh, could only manage a 0 0 tie. It's shocking. It's like you said, it's something beautiful for the, the lower tier division teams to come and play against good squad players. Yeah. You know, um, if I may read the Huddersfield team for you, mm-hmm. and then I can read Manchester City. Go for it. So you get a good picture, okay? Coleman, Crane, Hudson, Stankovic, Holmes-Dennis, Whitehead, Billing, Lully, Payne, Van La Para, Kwaner. <laughs> okay? That's the starting lineup for Alex. That's the
1: starting lineup. Was that Dejan Stankovic? I don't <laughs> think so. Could it Probably be? Probably not. Could it be? I don't <laughs> know. It. Coleman, is it... Uh... Chris Coleman?
0: Not Chris Coleman. Uh, That's the coach, Seamus right? Coleman? Yeah. yeah Seamus, James, is Seamus. If there were Seamus Coleman as a goalie, I think <laughs> he would yeah. do good. Maybe. <laughs> pretty athletic. <laughs> right? Um, all right. So, quick to Manchester City. Manchester City's goalkeeper was Bravo, mm. Sabaleta, Stones, Otomendi, Kolarov. Mm.
1: Right there. That's
0: pretty much first choice defense. Other than, uh, company. who's injured all the time. Exactly. But. Then you have Fernandinho, Fernando, Delph. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe Delph, actually. I Finally. Wow. <laughs> Finally <in fact. laughs> I We've been asking more playing time from Delph. I know. It He's comes. not injured. He's yeah. <laughs> keep practicing. Finally, he got started. However, Bruyne came in instead of him in the 60, 69th minute. Okay. Sure. Understandable. On the top was, Jesus Navas, hmm. Kun Aguero, and Nolito. Dang. <laughs> so um, I mean that just
1: goes to show what you just said. There it is it's a little bit of that magic still there that Huddersfield can play the first choice Manchester City team pretty much
0: and tie 0-0. I mean, I even watched some of the highlights from the game. Yeah. But Huddersfield was not that far away from scoring goals. Yeah. I mean, City had sh- chances too. Sure. They should have scored a couple possession. Position. But Huddersfield had chances. It was not like it was 80% Manchester City and Huddersfield parked the bus. It was, they had chances, man. They really went at Manchester City. They yeah. tried it, at least. I think after a while, when you kind of come into it and you see, you know what, we are playing actually good, you kind of get the hope that, you know, with one goal, there is a totally different picture of the game. Yeah.
1: And especially for these you know, lower tier clubs, once they play a big Premier League club, that's like, This is like their big game of the season. Whereas on the other side, especially, uh, you know, the earlier rounds, a club like Manchester City may be difficult for them to get up for an away game at Huddersfield that I'm sure most of those players have never even heard of Huddersfield before. True,
0: (laughs) true. That's why we're here because a a lot of people haven't heard about Huddersfield. But Huddersfield are now unbeaten in seven successive competitive games. You know they're doing well in the championship. They're doing well. Yeah. they doing well. They just ended a round of six wins in a row. <laughs> so they are actually a pretty decent team.
1: Yeah, yeah. they're making push for the champion or the uh, Premier League. David
0: Wagner, come on, you can do come it. Come on, Wagner, take Mr. them there, please, Mister Wagner, <laughs> take them to Premier League. What else has happened this weekend? Manchester United.
1: Uh, after you know, first they played on Thursday. In the Europa League. Oh, yeah,
0: that's right. That's right. They played against... Saint-Étienne. saint At Old Trafford. First leg of their their tie there. Yeah. And uh dominated. <laughs> they were good. Uh What was it? 3-0, I think. 3-0. I mean, 3-0 at home against Saint-Étienne. Who scored the goals? Uh, who scored the first goal? Well,
1: uh, it was a penalty,
0: right? Yeah, it was by this pretty awful player. What's his name? Name... Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Like oh, his that. name is Slatan Ibrahimović. <laughs> who did the second goal? I think an even worse player. I don't know, something like Lataz
1: uh, Ibrahimović. Slatan
0: <laughs> Ibrahimović scored a second goal too. Okay, who scored the third goal?
1: Okay, maybe this guy is actually not a bad player. He scored three goals. Slatan Ibrahimović. <laughs> We're
0: going to give keep giving compliments. Because what he's really achieving this season... It's unbelievable. Yeah. I remember
1: early in the season, he, I mean, he scored goals. I think people kind of expected a little bit more from him. Uh, He got some goals, though. Uh,
0: Doesn't it feel for you that someone that looks at you outside that he kind of has the burden of scoring the goals? Yeah. Or Or the hope of who's going to score is on Ibrahimović, yeah. which is usually two or three players at a team like United. Yeah, that's kind of funny, isn't it? Um And he's delivering.
1: Yeah, he's delivering. I about to say, he. I mean, people, I think, wanted a bit more from him early on. But now, I mean, really, he's scoring every game by far the top scorer. I think he's one of the top scorers of the Premier League right now, like tied or something, yeah. or second or something like that. So,
0: he's probably been Manchester United's best player this season. Definitely, <laughs> so, definitely. And they cannot afford him to lose that form meter, but as it looks, he just keeps keeps going. Going. I mean, they had also a cup game, yeah, the weekend against uh Blackburn, correct? And he scored again, didn't he? He just scored kept, again. Just kept that form going. I mean, he was On the bench the first half and came in around the 60th or 70th something Mm. like that and at that time it was 1-1 so I mean 1-1 in the second half just started to get kind of nervous and all that but Ibra stepped out he came out I mean he He must have been expected to if they're tied 1-1 he's on
1: the bench they come Mourinho must have been like we need you to get a goal we're relying on you to get a goal
0: and he have you seen the goal? Uh, I think I did. I can't it, remember. It's a perfect, like it couldn't be more perfect. I'm mm. telling you, it's a perfect long ball, hard from Paul Pogba over the defenders. Right, you can see that Ibra is kind of like suddenly make a run, and Pogba sees that long ball, and Ibrahimovic kind of backs, is running backwards, uh-huh. let the ball a bounce. And then he facing the goal, right? And when the ball's after the bounce coming down, before it hits the ground, he hits it. Oh yeah, know, places foot, yeah. Plays on the far, far post. Marker. I mean that motion from him running to that space, getting the ball perfectly from Paul Pogba and him scoring at such a class There's real quality finish, yeah. Quality man. <laughs> That's quality. You know there's so details but it was you can see the level of Quality in that execution.
2: United haven't been knocked out by lower division. Opposition since Leeds did it. Ibrahimovic is in here and scores. Well, they just let it run. And Ibrahimovic does it yet again. Patrick on Thursday. Another one here. And Manchester United lead. Well, poor Pogba just gets his head up. Just a little look to Ibrahimovic. That's all it takes. These two combine beautifully. Just watch this look from Pogba. Ibrahimovic knows what he wants. He's on the move there. He's onside. Brilliant ball. Even that time. Takes a bounce. A finish. Plenty to do there. But that ball there. Surprises career.
0: Zekou's 29 goals that he has scored this season. i <laughs> that. Oh, First of all, the fact that Zekou
1: or 29 goals right already <laughs> I know
0: uh, all competitions
1: but still still that's that's pretty incredible the player that I mentioned to City
0: was inconsistent his early time at Roma he was inconsistent last season he was coming in and out of the team mm, but this season yeah. he really has been uh, a key striker for Roma
1: I know it's found scoring touch uh, Roma winning again I saw one goal uh Uh, I can't remember who scored it, unfortunately, but a volley from like 25 yards out. Man, what a strike. Roma are confident, Yet, Juventus, man, keep winning like nothing, like it's, it's too easy for them. How do you stop Juventus? That's a good question. You gotta stop them from taking your players. That's (laughs) (laughs) like, they play Palermo and Dybala is a former Palermo player. He scored twice (laughs) against them. Iguain scored. uh, And Marquisia.
0: And Juventus are also trying to get a transfer for one of the top talents in the country. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, even trying to get Donnarumma. Ah, I think I've heard of that. You know, like, Donnarumma is going to be Buffon's replacement, you know? And, I mean, come on, what? I mean, (laughs) Milan
1: have so little to cling on to, and you're going to take it away from them? I mean, how (laughs) how brutal
0: is it going to be, you know? know. is It really needs to be the rich takes everything from the poor.
1: Yeah, and on top of that, they loan out a bunch of players to Juventus, to other
0: Italian clubs. and So they can just bring them back, like, whenever. Whenever, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. man. So there is something else that needs to be done. Juventus are not playing in a Robin Hood game here, right? No, <laughs> no, they're not Robin Hood. The, they're the, the exact opposite of Robin Hood. <laughs> so they are more like what? They are, they're like, uh,
1: hmm. let's see, I don't know. They're like big. They are thieves.
0: No, <laughs> no, well, no, okay, that no that's a that's a that's a hard uh, that's a hard statement.
1: Feel Thie- well, or, 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 other or, teams
0: will feel like they got robbed. Are they thieves? <laughs> like mastermind thieves with. Almost like Ocean Eleven. They have a good plan on how to get the plan done. You know, in this case they are looking at the good and best players, also potential talents in the country and trying to get them.
1: Well, perhaps. I mean they're very they seem to have a plan. Ocean Eleven had a plan for everything, it Seemed to always be in control. Juventus always seem to be in control. So I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? I like to think of more of a team like Napoli or Roma are trying, they're more of the Robin Hood trying to upstage the big, bad, business, corporate Juventus. The Juventus <laughs> are just, what a brilliant club. They're real, well run, uh, successful, and gotta be one of the best well run clubs in Europe.
0: I mean, why you saying it, it's I'm guessing it's because it feels like they had a plan to actually come mm. to this level. They had an idea, a vision to yeah. actually reach here. You know, they have a new stadium. Right. They had got the exactly right players for the positions and formation of the team. Mm. And at the right time, you know, think about the players that came in, right? Like Tevez. They been brought in Alvar Morata. You know, they had a good squad, uh, overall and a good wit in the squad. Just this summer, they lose, they sell mm-hmm. a top
1: quality Midfielder for world record fee in Pogba, and yeah. they get two great quality players in return: and and Pjanic.
0: Exactly, <laughs>
1: <You know>? exactly, <laughs>
0: so. and and for in two different positions. Yeah, and uh, you just shows and one that and
1: both of them from their two biggest rivals from Roma and Napoli too, aren't they? <laughs> they, are. <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> they are, they are.
0: So I don't know who we need to call or should we call if it's our job but it's kind of tough to see when a robbery happens in front of you. If it would be my neighbor, I will call the cops. But I don't know the number to FIFA. Maybe <laughs> maybe there's FIFA's jobs to do. It's not up to us. You need to put a stop to Juventus. It's somebody has to do a revolution. And <laughs> maybe it starts here. And make our voice heard in that way, right? <laughs> so we just want to give you that thought. Bayern Munich scored in the last minute. Yeah, against uh, Hertha Berlin, saved the game to a draw, one-one.
1: Yeah, That's
0: I mean that that is after the game against Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> no. A game they won against Arsenal 5 to 1. And they go and tie. Hertha Berlin were a
1: decent club, but not. They we aren't challenging for carry, the title or anything. Carry, I mean, I'm trying to. Okay, we cannot. He's an American on that team too, so ca- I don't know.
0: <laughs> We cannot compare Arsenal to Hertha Berlin. I know, yeah, You right. know? But, uh, well, we shouldn't be able to. Anyway. Maybe the place will a bit tired, so it became 1 1. There's absolutely no logic to it, but. Wow, did that say 5-1 to Bayern Munich against Arsenal?
1: Yeah, man. Man. <laughs> what was go,
0: that? We don't want to go back to those predictions
1: last week. <sighs> let's check the check the scoreboard, review what we said. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Um, let's, how, We start with Bayern Arsenal. 5-1. What did you say? Do you remember? Who, won, who would win? Who
0: I said that the game would be 1-1. That Arsenal would go to, to Munich and perform the absolutely... <laughs> best I was believing that Arsenal would go there after the hard times the past couple of weeks to really really come back home with a good score and go for the second leg because Arsenal won the group yeah and got a away game first so yeah. everything would be on the back in London yeah, so that should be you know, theoretically an advantage for them. It would, yeah. Uh, yeah. advantage that they don't normally get at this stage. Wow, what a disappointment it was, man. It was totally the opposite. They didn't even get up to any type of level of passing the t- no. ball in the team. Not, I don't even remember if they had more than three or four ball passes in the team. <laughs> they didn't run enough. Uh, they didn't have the possession. They didn't have chances. It looked like it was uh, almost like a, you know... Uh, deadless floating jellyfish on the ocean you know (laughs) it was just like around there but not really happening yeah you know yeah
1: i mean i could go on a rant for arsenal on arsenal for the next 30 minutes (laughs) yeah we don't have time for that so So. i just want to say that it was very embarrassing it's almost come to be what we expect Mm -hmm. from arsenal which is too bad like how can you go back and you know, really have faith in them now. I was kind of with you. I kind of thought they put in—I don't know if they win or tie or lose—but I thought they they put in a good performance, so they have a good chance. Yeah. Back in London, but it's hard to believe oh. that now. The same situation happens next year. I can't see. I can't. It's hard to have faith
0: in Arsenal. It's uh, hard. It's very depressing, isn't it? Too? It is. It, is. it is. It uh, is. You know, it's almost like you don't want to go out before any game now and say we're going to win. Like everybody that you're talking to a Chelsea fan, City fan, or United fan, Liverpool fan, it's hard to, um, it's hard to protect your team. Hard to protect and come with good arguments. I know. (laughs) You know? So, but to all Arsenal fans, we are saying to you that good times are coming. Yeah. Good times are coming. Yeah. And we still, as a fans, need to keep our hope Up, We cannot, you know, we cannot now say, protest and not go to the games, not stand behind the team. That's not the time. No, no. Uh, Now's the time to get behind the team.
1: Um, Because everybody knows the situation, right? Yeah, yeah. The situation with the players, with Wenger. And the fans. Fans, yeah. Everyone knows. (laughs) It's not a very uh, well-kept secret (laughs) in the world. No. But, um... I mean, I think in the next year or two, things, you know, hope will return to the club. And, uh, so True. we'll see. We'll see what happens see what in happens. the next game. I we'll just want Arsenal to, to you know, go out there and do their best. I remember a uh, few years ago, they played AC Milan and first leg, they lost 4 nothing in Milan. It was like the worst game I'd ever seen Arsenal play. Oh, <laughs> <Well>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until this past game. <laughs> yeah. Um, But then they, the, it's like all hope is lost. But then in the second leg, they, Arsenal goes out and gives it their all. Like they actually have belief that they can do something. The fans are buying them. And Arsenal ended up winning 3-0 at the Emirates, just narrowly missing it out. So, I'm not necessarily expecting us to win 4-0 or something like that. Uh,
0: we need to win 4-0. That would put us through. through.
1: Yeah, but, uh, I'm not necessarily expecting a 4-0 or even a 3-0, but, I would love if, like that A.C. Milan game, Arsenal just goes out and at least ends on somewhat of a high
0: note. Anything is possible, man. Yeah. You know that's why we're following this game. Yeah. So let's keep the hope open. What what other game was it? We also had uh, Real Madrid and Napoli that day. I thought Real Madrid would win. I said two to zero. Yeah. I thought pretty they good. pretty good. at home would do pretty good from them. Napoli scored the first goal. Yeah. Pretty stunning. Did you, you know? see that goal?
1: Remember that goal? How was that goal that again? That goal was... Uh, it was uh, Insigne.
0: Oh, yes. yeah. Uh, Keep uh, saying?
1: Yeah, first time shot from like 30 yards out. Navas, the goalkeeper for Madrid. Was, That's right. Was, he was way really far out, which is one thing, but he was also like... He was like off to the side for some reason. His positioning was strange.
0: He surprised him.
1: Very surprising. He surprised him. <laughs> <laughs> he surprised him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, credit to Insigne for... You know, having the awareness to take that shot first time it was really a brilliant finish, definitely pretty
0: poor goalkeeping. final result of that game was three to one, so yeah, you got that one right I pretty got that cool. one two goal win two goal win. Uh, so what does that mean? I get one um, point then I think is that what we said agreed on yes, you got
1: the the result right
0: uh the score right no, if you have the score, if you got the score right uh one point three points. Okay. But if you have the right team wins or and draw a loss, or loss, I'll draw one point. one point.
1: Okay, so you one point. What did
0: you have? I went on Twitter, on Oscotch and King Twitter, and tweeted it because, you know, let's let's go and listen to what most of the people and pundits were predicting the game between PSG and Barcelona. What right. they fought. Sure. Let's okay. See. Let's see what they fought.
2: I might as well ask all three of you, who do you fancy if you had to tip someone to win it at this particular stage? Go Barcelona. The look of uh, Barcelona, I really do. Everyone might say that, but I think offensively. (laughs) I agree, I think Barcelona, I think that front three are just irresistible. Sorry chaps, couldn't resist um, (laughs) um, dragging that one up uh, from earlier on.
0: And uh, in your defense. They were guessing that Barcelona would win. Yeah. They were pretty. I mean a lot of
1: people would, would would think that. It's not a bad bet. Barcelona winning.
0: But No, with Messi, Suarez right. and Neymar on the top. Right. But <laughs> But what was your prediction? I predicted uh I think I said the PSG
1: would win. Yes you did. Uh I can't remember the score, maybe two zero, one zero, two zero, I think. Yeah. Uh,
0: you're the only one in the world that actually <laughs> probably thought the PSG would win, except maybe half of the PSG supporters. You know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess that means that I'm and me and half the PSG supporters only smart people. I guess. I,
0: I think you know what you're talking <laughs> about. It gives you guess, definitely some credibility. There's no doubt. But well I didn't expect, done, man. I, didn't,
1: I mean, thank you, thank you. Uh, I just had a feeling, you know, especially with Barcelona not in best form coming into this uh, PSG are eager to play Barcelona a few times, haven't they? They keep coming up short. And teams like Chelsea as well. So They're eager to finally beat one of these bigger teams and go far. So I just felt that would
0: go in PSG's favor. So how did PSG win against Barcelona?
1: Well, first, I wasn't expecting uh, total destruction of Barcelona. Right. 4-0. <laughs> 4-0. The- zero. Zero. When was the last time Barcelona lost 4-0? Oh, it really was weird. Weird. Um, but I have to say... As great as the front three were, Cavani and Draxler and Di Maria, who scored all four goals. Yes. The midfield three of PSG were better than any Barcelona player for the past five years, man. Fed like it. It did. They were particularly uh Verratti. I had to I mean Rabio youngster Rabio was great. Matuidi was captain at the yeah. end of the day. He was great. But Verratti in particular. It's incredible. It's like Shabby once he was twenty four, <laughs> super fast, not super fast, fast, but fast, fast, yeah, quick. quick, yeah, smart, amazing. I think I saw him lose possession of the ball once. I, I remember counting the first half, and I
0: think he lost it once,
1: and it was like a, a like a good idea, like a good pass.
0: He's definitely extraordinary. <coughs> Meratti that was playing for a uh, Serie B team, Pescara. Yeah, I
1: think
0: so. In Italy, Ancelotti that was the coach for PSG at this time. Managed to get Verratti yeah. to PSG. You saw the quality in him. You know from what club? Do, do you know what team they beat to get him? I'm gonna guess Barcelona. Yes. No, Real Madrid. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, was, it was. Yeah, it was. It was Juventus. Um, but it was the pressure that they had, right? High pressure. Yeah. You know, they all they didn't even have this chance to. Come out with the ball from their own box and I pass know. it. Only long balls, and they won all the second. They won every single... Barcelona could hardly
1: string the ball around. Messi, it seems like every time he got the ball, he lost it. Yes. It... One of PSG's goals came straight from Messi losing the ball. Uh, Suarez was... I don't even know how many times he got the ball. He was invisible. Neymar was the only one that I'd say actually like tried, tried. something. It was like a spark. Try right. But every time he did something, he was shut down by two or three
0: guys and ended up coming... Coming up short every time. It looked like PSG had done their homework. Their they static. did it
1: without Thiago Silva too.
0: True. In the back, so. Thiago Silva uh, and Thiago Motta wasn't there. Yeah, Thiago Motta.
1: They had a, a youngster, Kimpembe.
0: Wow, he was he was good. That he was, he that that break or that time when he won that ball from Messi, you mm-hmm. were like, this oh, kid yeah. is good. Yeah. The 18-year-old. I think something like that. 18,
1: something like that. 19, 20. I can't remember. Young, man. Young. He's young.
0: He's young. What What else happened? What else happened? You had Benfica against Dorothea Dortmund. Dortmund.
1: Let's see. This was in Benfica. I think I said... What did I say? I think I said that... I said Dortmund would win. Yes. 1-0. 1-0. I I thought Aubameyang would get the goal, too. I went as far as that. But he missed the penalty. He missed the penalty. He missed, like, four other chances. Great chances to score... And uh, Dorman dominated, but Benfica ended up winning one zero. Yeah. So I was I was wrong with that one. Although Dorman
0: probably should have won. But true, uh, true, 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 happens. So that means you have one I have point. One point as well, yeah. And I have one point. All right, we're tied. We're tied. So should we go and do the Champions league again? Yeah, let's do this week. Let's do this week. Keep this going. Should I start with the Tuesdays? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, two sides we have Manchester City, Monaco, right? Yeah. Manchester City, Monaco. Manchester City is sneaky, man. They're coming up. You, the past couple of weeks, they've been, they've been doing all right. Mm-hmm. Not you know too good, but they have all the players more or less healthy. Yeah, they do. They, they I think they just lost
1: another youngster,
0: Gabriel. The- Kind For of like the rest of the season. <laughs> so, unfortunately. I know. So, unfortunate. He was really making a very good impact. Yeah, but Aguero's playing again. Aguero's playing. Yaya is there. Yeah, David Kevin De Bruyne is there. Even though they had 0-0 against Huddersfield, I think Manchester City is going to do pretty good against Monaco. Mm. Um, Monaco,
1: uh, to be, you know, just to play them is... Uh, they they score goals like crazy. Man. They do, right? It's got like it's, I think I heard they scored over a hundred goals in all
0: competitions already. You said that, and they have <laughs> this they have this young young talent talent. That oh, yeah. Mbappe. They, Mbappe. Yeah. Did they compare to Andre? I know. So Monaco is a good team, but that's why I think this is going to be a draw. I would say two two. I go with the two two draw um, goals. I hope that Kunagira scores at least one goal, uh, Uh, one goal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Fakao's been on form lately too.
0: And, uh, other than that, anybody can score. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. That's But I think. That's a pretty good bet. That's a good good bet, right? And the other game is between, uh, Leverkusen and Atletico Madrid on Tuesday. Leverkusen, man, they always somehow seem to surprise, doesn't they? Uh, they're,
1: they're a pretty solid team.
0: They are good when it comes to Champions League. Yeah,
1: they completely... I remember they played Spurs this year. Completely completely controlled Spurs, both games.
0: But how fast is Atletico Madrid's counter That's what Atletico Madrid is known for, man. they right? counterattacks. attacks so... Uh, I mean, they don't have really possession. As soon as they nah, win the ball, they just go at they it. They go, yeah. With
1: Griezmann and Koke firing the balls over.
0: So Griezmann against... Uh, the, the German teams defenders oh, Griezmann man we're talking about Griezmann he's dangerous I love that you it, can't
1: you can't put him down can
0: you you can't I don't think you can I would I would like to say
1: do you think Griezmann can be like is he that next level below Messi and Ronaldo do you think do you think he can get to their level I
0: think he can get like to a, that like Neymar or Suarez sort of level yes if he would if he would play in Real Madrid or Barcelona I think he will get to that level mm. but I, I could almost almost raise my you know like interesting that you mentioned it but there's something I've been thinking about too. We've been putting Ronaldo and Messi in a such a level and pocket that nobody yeah. else can actually come in. Yeah, You know I think almost Griezmann is at that level. Yeah? I think so? Yeah think so. I think Ibrahimovic is at that level. You think um, Ibra is also at that level? Yeah? I think also Ibra is in that level. It just, uh, we we kind of put, you know, we got to look at how it is this season, more or less. And I think Griezmann is, jury. I would say 2-0 to 2-1 to Athletic Madrid. Okay,
1: good one. That's pretty, not a bad bet. Good, good. Two two pretty quality teams, but I think Atletico would just add to that too.
0: Yeah, what about you? What do you think about the Wednesdays games? Okay, Wednesday,
1: we got, uh, I remember Leicester City Sevilla. I'm excited to see Leicester City. Oh. <laughs> um, Can they go all the way? Can they? <laughs> I mean... They've done it before. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> if I say no, then they're just going to go ahead and
0: do it. Exactly. You're um, going to be one of those that actually said no.
1: Yeah. I keep it open, man. I keep it open. Um, They play in Sevilla first. Sevilla plays some great football. Very technical passing, possession. Um, quick. Also a very high octane, high pressure. I think that's... I think Leicester are going to score a goal. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Sevilla are going to, actually, you know what? I was about to say Sevilla are going to score two, but I'm going to say a 1-1 draw here. Oh, yeah? Sevilla, between Leicester and Sevilla, yeah. Interesting. That's cool. fun. The Don't other know. game is uh, Juventus and Porto. That's I not easy. Say. No, that's not. Porto always seemed to do well yep. in the uh, Champions League. Let's see. I think the first game is in Portugal. I'm gonna, we just, we were talking about Juventus stealing all these players, right? (laughs) (laughs) This is what it's for. It's for the, they win the Serie A like six times in a row. Yeah. They want to win the Champions League. I think this time they're gonna go far again, like they did a couple years ago. Um, I think Juventus, I think Juventus will win in Porto 1-0. That's what I'm gonna say.
0: Okay. We will remember that. It's 1-1 between, Oz and Carrie. Yeah. That's that's going to be interesting follow. Interesting to yeah. follow. Interesting to follow. Interesting, follow. interesting to follow.
1: <laughs> you know, Oz. um You've talked about your soccer experiences a lot in the past. Do you know your friends, your brothers playing? Yeah. And I've wondered how awesome it must be. It must have been awesome, right? Uh, to have a brother that you know, oh. same age, that played just as just as much as you, just as enthusiastic as you. I didn't really get much of that. Um, but like, how, how, what was that like, you know? Playing with your brother on the same team, in fact. It made everything so much easier, yeah? Growing up with them, growing up well, with you it, always practice with them.
0: Always practice. We all, all the friends, always caught us. So you know, if they, if both of us could, we were already two players. And yeah, two more is yeah. four. So it was right. easier to get together the group and play. That's true. And uh, me and I went to the practices together. And always was a support for each other, you know? It was like, once we reached the senior team, we got more into it and more serious into it. It was a lot of, uh, you know, challenges and a lot of uh, pressure. It was a lot of like, uh, sometimes you didn't get playing times, sometimes you didn't get even picked or, you know, all kinds of... uh,
1: I want to ask you, like, or I'm, I'm curious to know, did you... Guys assist each other a lot. You get a lot of his assists or you assist him a lot. We had a,
0: we, we had a pretty, like connection almost. We had a good connection. So we kind of like had a good telepathy of each other where we are on the field. So we kind of already know that without maybe yelling for the ball or asking for it, we could kind of understand how the moves or the other one would do. And during the practice, it was so much fun when we played. Um but at school we always had to be separated. We they would ne- we would never in oh, the same team at school. You, that would yeah. be too much. Too unfair. Too unfair. <laughs> <laughs> too unfair. So it was always DR <sighs> on one team, I was in another team. But in the soccer practices, it was really fun, man. I don't know what I would do, honestly, without him, because it was it's been so many times where I've been frustrated frustrated that I never got the chance to play. I was on the bench like that sucks so hard <laughs> it sucks man it's so bad you know you want to play you're not playing you don't really know why you're not playing you know growing up from imagine being the teenage teenage years when it's all kind of stuff happens outside the field too i always had my brother yeah. you know yeah. like from uh, another friend that kind of come home with that frustration me and dia could talk about that frustration we could talk about the games we could talk about the practices we could talk about what to do what to not to do so i always had a best friend almost 24 7 around me Mm. going through all of that good and bad and uh, we never really we never really pushed each other like come on, we gotta be the best, we gotta do this. You know, we never had that big, big instinct of, like, we're going to be the absolutely best. Mm-hmm. But we have the support for each other. Sometimes I was better than him, and sometimes he was better than me. It went in cycles. But do you think Gary Neville and Phil Neville were very competitive? I think they were. If you looked at the... If you watched the documentary... hmm if you look at the class of 92, you really hear how competitive both Phil and Gary Neville are. I can see that, for sure. Let's hear how they describe the Neville brothers. <laughs> okay. Okay? Yeah. Gaz
2: and Phil would be like throwing balls up at each other. They'd be like, you know, jogging on the spot. and uh, Lads, relax, it's an hour to go, to go kick off, yeah? Relax. If you laid back, then you just sat there just looking at them and just, what are you doing? What are you doing? And they were probably doing the same. You, know, you can probably just imagine them speaking to each other. Phil, have you seen these? It's cup final. Look at them; they're not even prepared, right? We're prepared. We're pre- are you prepared? Yeah, I'm prepared. Yeah, right. Well, we're prepared. Never mind these. You know, you could just imagine it. That's what they were like from an early age. They were just all about the focus, and it worked.
0: Yeah. There's not that many brothers in the world that actually made it to the top level like they have.
1: So it's so interesting to you know examine these these brothers, uh, these siblings. One thing that happened recently, or two brothers that uh, came under the spotlight recently, yeah, were Granite Shaka and his brother oh. Tallinn Shaka. Uh, I hope I pronounced that name right. That played against each other in the Euros this, this past year. They went they were together through Basel, that's you know the Basel youth system yeah. before you know Granite moved on to Germany and now he's at Arsenal. But so interesting about them is you know they have a Swiss background, they also have Albanian background, you know, that sort of Balkan area right. background. And it ended up being Granite playing for Switzerland, being one of the top players for Switzerland. Right. And in the Euros, Switzerland
0: played Albania, which his older brother Talent played for. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. They actually played against each other, right? Yeah, they did. That is incredible. Um, like growing up, they were in the same household. Yeah. And they have the same parents. And they've been probably practicing the entire youth careers together. Yeah. To one day play against each other each other in two different national teams I know that's such an interesting feeling that's a story I can't even imagine oh my god you know especially if they have good feelings to each other yeah. it's not like uh, Boating brothers hmm. Boating brothers once the place for Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich now and one is at Las Palmas, Palmas yeah we're talking about uh, Kevin Prince Boateng yeah and, and Jerome Jerome Boateng and they have the same dad different mom I believe I didn't know that. And the one is representing Germany. Germany. And the other one Ghana. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. two brothers play for two different national teams, but they played against each other in World Cup.
1: Yeah, they did. Oh they did, yeah. Two thousand ten.
0: Yeah. Uh, can you come up with any other brothers?
1: Um how about we go back some, about twenty years. We got Dutch brothers, Frank de Boer, and Ronald De Boer. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. They played together, I
0: believe, uh, with in Ajax. They did,
1: and were they together at Barcelona? I can't remember.
0: I think they were together at Barcelona too, but I know for sure that Frank De Boer played for Galatasaray hmm. early two thousands. Hmm. They were very they were
1: interesting because one was a left back. I think the other was a right back so <laughs> it's like they're like
0: mirror <laughs> images of each other <laughs> but they 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 went through the entire senior all the way up to a certain level of senior career together
1: yeah they played together in the national team
0: they did that you know. too frank the Boer was the one that was a captain
1: yeah yeah i think i mean it's hard to you know pick between brothers which is better frank was slightly better than ronald
0: what about you might know this I'm I'm not hundred percent sure, and I don't really re- remember the name. Mm. But it was two brothers from Milano. Ah, ah. Do you ah. know which, which one I'm talking about? Going back decades now. Yeah, I don't earlier. know. I I just heard. I remember like something, but I don't oh, really yeah. know the name. So when when this is one of uh. Italy's greatest ever defenders during like a golden age of
1: Italian defending in like the 80s and 90s. Okay. Uh, Frank Barisi. You, have, you probably heard his name. Frank or uh, Franco Baresi. I heard Barisi. Barisi, yes. Uh, he's also AC Milan legend. Uh, like... He's like that same Maldini right. yes. sort of player. Um, his brother... His brother... Also played for Italy and played for Inter Milan.
0: No way! <laughs> so. so they played in derbies, I guess each other. Yeah. Oh my god! You kidding me? against each other. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing! Wow, I had no idea, dude. It's, yeah, really something. Two uh, legends in Milan as a whole. huh? They've been almost from the beginning in the Milano history books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because you hear the name Barisi, Barisi, but somehow you're not really, <laughs> you haven't seen this that much videos, right? Yeah, that's right. It's taken aback back a bit. We mentioned, uh, Mesh
1: playing sets at the end, uh, this week in Europa League. And one of the major headlines, if not the biggest headline, going to the game was Paul Pogba playing against his older brother Florentine. I think in the French we say Florenta. And Paul Pogba played his
0: older brother Florent. I'm gonna say Florentine Pogba. Uh, for set at the end, and Florentine Pogba has a twin brother. Oh yeah, his, na- his name is Matthias Pogba. Then the Pogba family, all professional brothers, all, all footballers. Yes, they are. Wow. They mm-hmm. are, and uh, the entire family was at the game. Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah what mean yeah, yeah, yeah. what an occasion for the I family know. Pogbas. I know, right? <laughs> you know, you had mom there, you had the brothers there, you have friends there. Everybody's cheering. They're cheering their sons playing at Old Trafford. Gotta be, gotta be a beautiful moment for the mom
1: family. I remember leading up to the game, I read a quote from Florentine saying he wasn't
0: going to be afraid to tackle Paul, (laughs) do like a hard (laughs) tackle on Paul. (laughs) I'm sure, I'm sure the mom and the family had a hard time to actually pick a team to choose, to cheer for. They were actually at that lounge watching the both the sons play and uh, what an extraordinary road to get to because we all know that Pogba went from manchester united to juventus at a young age and was playing together with florentine Pogba at united they both were there and they moved from home in in an early age Mm. and uh, to kind of reunite and play against each other is extraordinary. A lot of hard work goes into just getting
1: into the youth side, the academy, the uh, ranks of Manchester United. And so it's nice to see, it's nice to see for that whole family, they get to watch and see that hard work paid off. They're now playing against each other at Old Trafford. I think they had fun, man. I think so too. As the game was starting in the tunnels, they gave a nice
0: nice embrace between the two of them. Even during, after the game, Mm. they were pointing at their families. You know, (laughs) applauding. But it was more of when they gathered after the shower and they were about to go home, the entire Pogbaat squad sang a song and kind of summed up how close this family is, especially when they all watched Ibrahimovic score three goals (laughs) against San Etienne. Gotta bring that back again. We gotta bring it. It's la la hey, extraordinary when you can see brothers perform very well in a sport. American yeah. football. You have uh, uh, Peyton Manning and uh, Eli Manning. Eli Manning. Football. They're really incredible. You know, they both have won Super Bowl and had still having a good. Yeah achievement with their teams. Mm. You have in hockey, you have, uh, then you have Stahl brothers. It's like four brothers born in Canada that plays NHL. Wow. Four brothers. Oh, four brothers, man. Yeah. You have Serena Williams. Yeah. Venus Williams, two of the best tennis players ever. Ever. <laughs> ever. You have Henrik, Henrik and Daniel Sedin, the brothers that play in NHL that are amazing. They, they, they probably broken the most points. Wow. Yeah, yeah, they're really, really good. Um, So it's fun to watch that, you know, when families are in sports together. Yeah. yeah. Can we think of more? Like,
1: you got siblings. We've named, named a bunch of siblings. What about, like, parents, fathers or mothers and, and their kids in the same sport at the highest level together? Can you think of anyone? Yes,
0: I know one. Yeah, he's very fresh. Henrik Larsson and Jordan Larsson. Uh we talked about him before. You yeah. know Henrik Larsson, one of the top best players all time in Swedish soccer. Yeah, played for Celtic, played for Barcelona, played for Manchester United. Came from Helsingborg, where he started his career, to Feyenoord, and then his European journey started. Scored a very important and. Big goal in the 94 World Cup and sort of became a name in the Europe. Remember oh, his, his
1: little
0: hair he had, used to have? Yeah, Harris <laughs> he had his own goal, goal celebration and uh, very intelligent soccer player. After his career, he was coach in mm-hmm. different clubs. Yeah. But then he took over Helsingborg. Uh, at Helsingborg, he had his son Jordan Larson for two <laughs> seasons, I believe. I mean, that's also funny. That's pretty funny. You know, there's also a funny environment and different relationship you got to
1: have now. There's some pressure that comes with that. I'm going to keep that going and actually bring up Bob Bradley and Michael Bradley. Oh, yeah. While Bob Bradley, they actually, Bob Bradley was in MLS for a while. And Michael Bradley got his start in MLS for like a season or two under while Bob was coach. And uh, then once Bob moved on to the national team... He brought Michael on with him, and all this there's pressure that comes with this, like, is he just playing favorites because he's his son, you know? Um, but luckily, Michael
0: turns out to be a really quality player. Yeah, so, sure. so that so, leaves some of the pressure. So it was not like he didn't deserve his spot. He was good enough to exactly, play yeah, there, right? right? Same with Jordan Larson at Helsingborg. Right. Uh, I mean, I think there is one more. Those are unique. Those yeah. are very unique. Mm. Uh, I know there's a lot of uh, parents coaching their kids in other sports. Like Serena Williams, I think they had their dad for a long time. I think so, yeah. Tiger Woods had his dad for a long time. Didn't know that. And uh, maybe that relationship is very unique. But you also have Peter Schmeichel and Kasper Schmeichel.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Both really happen
0: good. to be keepers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's funny, isn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a, that's you can't get a better coach. Casper Schmeichel can't get a better coach than Peter Schmeichel. Really. <laughs> His dad was also a keeper. Was one of the best keepers
0: and won Premier League too. I know. Yeah,
1: keeping in England, Frank Lampard actually. First of all, I think Frank Lampard's father. I hear about Frank Lampard senior uh, was a player. Uh, I think for West Ham, I believe. And um, keeping that that family going, uh, Harry Redknapp, mm-hmm. you know, famous English coach. Is Frank Lampard's uncle? Uh, A lot of people might not (laughs) know it, but that's true. Yeah, I believe Harry didn't Harry Redknapp uh, bring him on at West Ham? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Harry Redknapp's son is Jamie Redknapp, Liverpool legend, who is by you know default
0: Frank Lampard's cousin. So that's that's quite the uh, uh, (laughs) that's a family that's a family there. (laughs) Like the both kids are playing. Like both Frank Lampard is playing and Jamie Redknapp is playing, and they have Harry as a coach. Coaching but you also him, yeah. have Frank Lampard's dad yeah, in the and picture. He's also coaches. So, yeah. I mean, there is there is a high odds from the beginning that these kids are gonna grow up because they have such a professional. Soccer-knowing environment. Yeah, I know. You know, like, they can give them the knowledge, the interest, they can give them experience without them having experience one way. They can teach them, they can do drills with them, right? I mean, it kind of sets them for becoming a top, top player. That's maybe why Kasper Schmeichel also became a, a goalie. You know and his he, dad could 100%. give him, could him tips, support him, and help him out. I mean, just think: your
1: father, your mother, your parents are some of the most influential people in your life. Right, they are the most influential people of your life. So, what else is Casper? I mean, he could be anything he wants, but it's not surprising to see Casper's Michael looking up at his dad that he idolizes and not think, "I want to be like that too," and "I'm gonna be like that too," and
0: my dad's the best person to help me out here. Especially when he is like 10 years old or around 10 year old, 1999 mm. and walking around Old Trafford and lifting one of the three cups that United are celebrating <laughs> after the Champions League, Premier League and FA Cup. FA Cup win that year. Of course, you're going to be inspired. Yeah. Of course, you're going to be motivated. Of course, you want to be one day standing, lifting a cup too. Just tell me your full name.
2: Casper Peter Schmeichel.
0: But yeah, I think the whole atmosphere was just, uh, was just infectious. My dream was to be a fireman, a policeman, a all sorts of footballer. Thank you Tom. Lots of memories, great memories. That was my my dad's last year at at Man United and I was obviously a little bit older so I probably remember most from that. Can you remember touching the Premier League trophy? Yeah, it's a beautiful
2: trophy. Peter Schmeichel was a colossus, a huge figure during the most successful period in Manchester United's history. As a boy, Casper loved watching him, loved football loved Old Trafford, but being the son of the best goalkeeper in the world isn't always easy.
0: Exactly like with the Jordan Larson when he was a kid, kicking around the ball with players like Ronaldinho, you know, <laughs> yeah. players like Xavi, <laughs> players like Peon, at the at the new camp where La Masia, yeah. where, where they trained. The, the knowledge that goes from the parent to the kid is big, like you said, but also from the coaches. What if you are also the coach and dad at the same time, like Henrik Larsson was? Wow. Yeah, like Henrik Larson,
1: Bob Riley, that's quite the the situation. Right? <laughs> I can't really imagine it. My dad coached me at once I played t-ball, when I was like four, I remember, <laughs> but that's not the thing. <laughs> this is nothing compared to this i want to i want to go and uh imagine for a bit you know let's let's fantasize let's can you think of a a, a kid a child who would get the best sort of soccer environment the best <laughs> the best sort of Experience without the real experience, like you said, kind of like Frank Lampard and Jamie Redknapp and Harry Redknapp and all them, but like the
0: best you know that you can think of. Someone like that has soccer throughout his entire life, that goes and watches, that has the best, best knowledge from the game, Hmm. that can have the best circumstances from a young age, and the best coach, the best coach, I think, in the world right now. Man, is Diego Simeone. That's loud, a, that's a fair statement. Fair I statement. I really enjoy Diego Simeone as a player that he was, the style of coaching that he has, mm-hmm. and the knowledge and what he brings to the game. I really think that growing up and have Simeone as a dad and coach would be. Setting up a good good career for
1: the future, and lo and behold, his son has played for the Argentina youth national team. Yes, he's currently been been pretty lively and great with Genoa and Syria, yep. one of their top players. So Giovanni Simeone, that's Giovanni him. Simeone. Uh, who, who else do you can you can you come up with someone else? I mean, how about on the other side of Madrid? You've got Zinedine Zidane coaching. Oh yeah. One of the best, <laughs> most beautiful players of all time. And just in the Real Madrid youth, you've got Enzo Zidane coming up full of talent, full of promise, making a name for himself with Zinedine,
0: who's now one of the top coaches right now in the world as well. Enzo came up. Into a game and had an amazing goal. Just presenting him like that. There's a lot of players ahead of him. But he is practicing as a first team. Yeah. Having Zidane as his coach and dad. Yeah. I'm having Ronaldo just, to play with. Oh my god. Luka Modric, Marcelo. <laughs> he is in a good environment. Let's yeah. see what turns out to be him. But we have to mention this little kid. That is... That right now is a is a young boy, yeah that starts kicking on the ball maybe at home or out in the grass mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. he's not a
1: We have to stress he's not like a part of any you setup yet yet I'm sure yet <laughs> uh he's a young kid, but he's got the probably the best soccer background that you can imagine the
0: best that you can wish for environment that you could wish and hope for when it comes to player, coach, and just being around that family. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is the son of Sergio Cunaguero. He is the grandkid of Diego Armando Maradona. And he's the godson of Lionel Messi.
1: (laughs) We are talking about Benjamin Aguero. And man... If you have Maradona as, a, as, a, as one part of the family, Aguero in one part of the
0: family, Messi in one part of the family. And Messi's sons coming up, and they kicking around the ball in, in, oh, it, whenever they have barbecues, yeah, oh, whenever man. they eat some good Argentinian steak, <laughs> and enjoying the summers together. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a future of soccer greatness. Thank you for listening to the sixth episode of Oz, Koch, and King Soccer Podcast Show. Oh, yes. It's up to you
2: and me to create reality. I miss you what we understand. I see the time is a time for every woman and man to give all that you can give. Big up my people who choose to live simple so they thought this message Remember an ego to feed, so take time to plant seeds to works and good deeds. This message, you know, better take it. in a desert. I am one place. Oh, yes, there will be no more corruption, no more destruction. This is what the people.